Introducing the Two-Way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the Two-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the Two-Way for yourself at newbalance.com. For Inside Carolina, I'm Taylor Vipolis, and this is a new podcast to the Inside Carolina lineup up in the rafters where 2017 ACC Player of the Year National Champion Justin Jackson and myself will be talking about all things Carolina basketball. Before we get started, though, I just wanted to say thank you for being here. Be sure you subscribe to Inside Carolina wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube so you never miss out on any of the content the team at IC puts out. The support doesn't go unnoticed on this end. Speaking of support, we want to support the people that support us. So that's why I've got to mention our friends over at Johnny T-Shirt. When it comes to Carolina Apparel, they have everything that you could possibly want. The T-shirts, the jerseys, the hats, you name it. And they will probably have it because it's great people and great customer service since it's locally owned and operated by alumni. You could visit them in person on Franklin Street or online at johnnytshirt.com. And don't forget, Inside Carolina premium subscribers save 10% off their orders. It's up in the rafters. As always, I'm joined by my guy, Justin Jackson. And Justin, UNC continues its winning ways. They win on the road at NC State, and then they follow that win up with an overtime win against Syracuse, where Caleb Love essentially saves Carolina's season down the stretch with a couple of big shots. And then Carolina goes on a big run to start overtime and kind of puts that game away. But over the past week, what have kind of been your biggest takeaways watching this Carolina basketball team? Um, I mean, they've just got they've got a different edge about them right now, man. Um, for one, you go to NC State, which it's always good to beat NC State. Um, but at NC State is a hostile environment. You know, I mean, those fans, they say about there's really no rules as far as what they cheer. Um, and so going in there, the way Armando dominated the game was 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 great to see. Um, but then everybody else chipped in um, and played really well. And then you have a game like Syracuse, which is tough going against a zone the way that they play. And then you have a guy who – and Cole, Cole Swider, Cole Switter, yeah. Swider, yeah. Um, who had a freaking career game, um, felt like he didn't miss a single shot. Um, and you're able to grind that one out, like you said, with Caleb hitting some big shots down the stretch. Um, I think, I think they're, they're playing with a different type of energy. I think once again, man, I got to give, I got to give Leaky um, props as far as they had Cole and Buddy um, both on the court, and whichever guy Leaky was guarding was pretty much shut off. Because um, I think even at the end of the game, they switched him onto Cole, and that's whenever Buddy hit a few shots down the stretch. Um, so I, I think, I think if they continue to play with kind of that, that competitive attitude that they've been playing with the last couple games, um, I think 
there's no better game to have that kind of momentum going into and then going into the ACC tournament. So I like to see kind of the momentum they're playing with. Yeah, whether it was uh, Cole or um, Buddy Beheim, Hubert Davis said it best after that game and then after the um, the Duke game where it's like, I wish I could split Leaky up and like have him guard multiple people at, at the same time. But, you know, it's it seems like whoever he is guarding, that's one less person that you can count on um, for the other team to be a threat offensively. And I think I think somebody who can kind of help out with that and be another long body on the defensive end. And then he also contributes offensively, somebody that we haven't really talked about too much. Um, somebody like Puff Johnson, where uh, Leakey goes down in the NC State game, um, kind of tweaks his his knee, hyperextends it a bit, and then uh, Puff goes off for a, a career-high 16 points. What have you seen from Puff's game that should excite UNC fans, both in the short term this season and then long term for his future? Yeah, I mean, for one, he plays hard, man. When he goes out there, he gives everything that he has. Um, which is something huge for, I think, what Coach Davis has been looking for coming off the bench is somebody just to come in and kind of still compete like those, those starting five does. Um, I think, too, obviously, he, he can shoot the ball from the perimeter. Um, that's always good with a team that has playmakers like Caleb and then a big down low um, with Armando and then RJ up top. Um, so it's always big the more shooters that you can have to stretch the floor. Um, and then, like you said, he's kind of a long athletic guy that can, you know, hopefully turn into somebody who can really defend multiple positions, kind of like a leaky. Um, so I, I love seeing what Puff is bringing, you know, obviously he's dealt with some injuries and things like that, but he's come right in and, and played extremely hard, played extremely well. So hopefully he can become one of those, you know, main guys in that rotation. Yeah. The past few games, he's, he's, been pretty consistent the the first guy off the bench somebody that coach Davis is looking to turn to early and he was ready when Leakey went down and stepped up had a huge game against NC State and in the post game Huber Davis said that you're always going to get a chance and an opportunity I don't know when it's going to come where how in the manner which it's going to come but when not if when it comes the only job that you have is to be ready. That's something that you've kind of had to deal with in the NBA, making the most of, you know, any minutes that come your way to, to kind of maximize any chances that you do get. What helps to maximize those opportunities when, when you don't really know when that opportunity will come? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's tough. Um, you know, it's always hard because as a basketball player, as a competitor, you want to play 30 minutes a game, right? You want to, do this, do that. Um, but I think for me, I tried to kind of look at it as like, okay, whatever minutes I get, like those are my, you know, that's my NBA championship time, right? It sounds corny, but like, okay, this is my time to go out there and give everything that I have, right? Because at the end of the day, everybody's watching, you know, everybody, when it comes to the NBA, all the NBA teams are watching, you know, there's a bunch of guys, scouts that go to different games, whatever. Um, but in college, I mean, I think it's kind of the same way, right? Like when, it, when I get my opportunity, I'm trying to get into this rotation, right? We're about to go to the ACC tournament, about to go to the NCAA tournament. Um, and I'm going to go out there and play as hard as I can for whatever time it is. You know, I think, like I said, it is difficult when you are a competitor. But if you can keep that mindset as far as like, okay, 
these are the minutes I have. Let me go out there and ball out during these minutes, whether it's three, 15, you know, 27, however many games it might be, or however many minutes it might be. That's what I'm going to do. So I think Puff is the perfect example of that coming back from injury, trying to find, you know, his way around the team, trying to figure out where his, his spot might be, where his role might be. And now he's, you know, he's pretty solidified. I feel like in, in that top probably eight or nine guys. Yeah. I think it also takes a different type of mentality and a different wiring for, you know, it's, it's not something that any, any player can kind of really handle. And because what, what I'm wondering really is, you know, how do you block out the pressure of limited opportunities? So somebody like Puff isn't going out there pressing or thinking in the back of his head, like if I do something wrong, you know, Coach Davis is going to turn to Styles or he's going to turn to somebody else. And then there goes my opportunities. Yeah, I mean, that's the hardest thing. Um, you kind of have pressure applied on you kind of on your own, probably mentally, you know, you think that if you make a mistake or um, you miss an assignment on defense or whatever, that, you know, you have one chance and that's it. Um, But I think when, if you kind of look at it as, okay, look, I have nothing to lose. Like I'm already out of the rotation, right? Like I'm going to go out here and I'm just going to try to earn as many minutes as I can. Um, You know, I think that helps a lot. And, and the more too, I feel like the more too that the coach sees you going out there and just competing from the jump. Um, Sometimes mistakes can kind of be covered up with, you know, hard play. And so I think that's kind of the mentality you have to take. I don't think you can necessarily take a mentality of, okay, I got to hit every shot whenever I get in there. I think that applies even more pressure onto yourself. But if you just tell yourself, hey, look, I'm going to go out here, I'm going to play extremely hard. If I get a shot, I'm going to try to knock it down or whatever it might be, then I think you're you're setting yourself up well. Yeah, that's something I've been trying to tell guys uh, the past couple of years coaching high school basketball. Like if you're going to make a mistake, make it going a hundred miles per hour and where, where you aren't questioning people's effort. And I don't think anybody could question Puff's effort. And one, one thing Hubert Davis has talked about with Puff Johnson is, you know, just his appreciation for being out there. How much do you think that's kind of helped uh, Puff in this process being somebody who has been sidelined for so long to where, you know, he's just, he's just happy to be out there and and be healthy. Yeah. I mean, I I think it gives you a totally different um, perspective when it comes, when it comes to guys like Caleb Love, Armando, Leakey, guys that play 30 plus minutes a game, um, they don't even really realize it, but you kind of take for granted, like, okay, this is how much time I play. Um, And whether you're coming back from an injury or you're just out of the rotation for a while and you're trying to get into that rotation, the appreciation that you have and the perspective that you have as far as like, okay, I'm earning every single minute I possibly can earn. And when you earn it, it feels like you've accomplished something. Um, So I'm sure, you know, it's great to hear that Puff is, you know, appreciative of being there, playing the time that he plays. Um, You know, I know Cam pretty well, his older brother. um, And, Cam is pretty much the exact same way, you know, like he's going to go out there and earn every single minute he gets, you know, play hard. Obviously he can shoot the crap out the ball, but he kind of has that same perspective, um, you know, even now in the league. So I think it's good to have somebody like a puff who has earned his way up there, had the right perspective, competed every time he goes on the court. um, And then he's knocked down some shots too, which is always big. 
Yeah, you and you and Cam have some um, parallels to how you guys have kind of come up through both going to Carolina, both being in the league, both having younger brothers who are playing Division One basketball. And from from your perspective, as somebody who has a younger brother that kind of has followed in their shadow and trying to become like the best basketball player they can be, you know, what kind of advice if if you're Cam or if you're talking to your brother, would you give to to them to kind of be their own person and knowing that for how successful you've been, you've almost put like a target on their back, knowing that everybody's kind of expecting the same things whenever whenever they're playing. Yeah, I've always man, and it's hard too because you know, unfortunately, fans and all that kind of stuff. You know, even while I was at UNC and Jonathan was coming up um kind of through high school um you know there'd be fans like oh you know the next Justin Jackson or whatever you know like they would put titles and labels on on him just based off of what I was doing and I would always try to tell them like hey just be you man like create your own path bro and just be Jonathan you know you don't have to be Justin you don't have to be this you know the next guy here in line like just be you be the best you that you can be and you know, now obviously he's at Liberty and, and having a good time, all that kind of stuff. And I think it's the same for, for Puff, right? Cam came into UNC and did some huge things while he was at UNC. And so now I'm sure there was, you know, there was labels and things like that for Puff, but I think everybody has to have their own path, right? Everybody has to be the best version of themselves they can be. They can't be anybody else. So I think my only advice, and I'm sure Cam has told him multiple times as well, is just go be Puff Johnson. You know, don't try to be Cam. Don't try to be so-and-so. Just go be Puff Johnson, and you'll be you'll be totally fine. Yeah, that's an interesting perspective, and I don't think that's something that the normal fan would think about um, on a day-to-day basis when, when they see somebody like Puff and start comparing them to somebody like Cam, who mm-hmm. is a lottery pick. It's, it's already going to be tough enough to try to live up to those standards, but – it, it, it is going to be fun to see Puff kind of develop over the next couple of years and even finishing out this year. But it's early March. It's it's time for coaches to start their campaigns for their players to win postseason awards. And Hubert Davis was doing just that, saying that it's not even close. Armando Baycott should be the ACC player of the year. We aren't watching the other two players in consideration, uh, Bonchero from Duke and Williams from Wake Forest with the same time with the same type of focus, but we're watching Baycott. He's averaging basically 16 points, 13 rebounds a game. We just saw him become the first player in school history to have 25 points, 15 rebounds and five blocks in a single game as a former ACC player of the year. Why do you think Baycott is deserving to join you in the ranks of Carolina players that have taken home that award? Man, I, um, when I watch UNC basketball this year, man, I think it's, I would say it's been a roller coaster of a season, but I look at the team, man, and they're second in the ACC, right? They're 22 and eight. Armando has literally dominated almost everybody that they've played, right? Like it's still been up and down season as, as far as the team goes, but you know when he goes onto the court, you can pretty much put in the stat sheet 15 and 12, right, at least. And 
So when I think about an ACC player of the year, like I think of somebody who dominated, dominated the ACC, was on one of the better teams, right? Um, and so I feel like he fits right into there. Now, don't get me wrong, Williams from Wake Forest has had an unbelievable season. Obviously, everybody knows Banchero and kind of, for one, what his future looks like, but what he's been doing in college already. Um, but for me, it's just I look at I look at UNC and I and I I think too I take away Armando from the team and the success that they've had as far as winning twenty two games. I don't think they would necessarily have that success if Armando was, wasn't with them. So I think that's kind of my take on it. I think all of those guys are well deserving of, of the award. They've put in a ton of work, um, but maybe I'm biased, but Armando has just dominated every single player that he's played against. I feel like um, except for a few games. So that's my reasoning behind Armando being ACC player of the year. Where's your ACC player of the year trophy? Man, I wish I knew, bro. <laughs> I think, uh, I think uh, my mom might have it. I'm not sure. I don't, I don't really have many of my trophies, man. I'm, I'm not really a collector of those kind of things, but my mom for sure has a bunch of stuff. So I'm sure she has it. Do you have, do you have any on display in the house? I don't have any on display in my house. Uh, I think uh, I would get a replica, um, NCAA championship and a replica Larry O'Brien and have those be like the two centerpieces when you walk in. I really should do that, huh? Like right there on the bar, like as they like walk a spotlight, in, a spotlight. Just sitting there, <laughs> full spotlight, just rotating around it. Gosh, that'd be conceited. We'll, we'll start working on that. We'll do, we'll do some <laughs> renovations this summer. <laughs> we'll You're a little it. busy now. <laughs> um, and then the the other thing I wanted to talk to you about was the the Syracuse game. You could say whatever you want about Caleb Love, but there's no denying that in the biggest moments, he wants to be the guy for this Carolina team. I think Hubert Davis said it best that there's there's very few guys that can make the shots Love does, but more importantly, there's very few guys that are willing to take those shots. What do you think that says about the confidence that Love plays with where he wants to be the guy in the biggest moments, and if if he is struggling, that's something where he, it's not really in the back of his mind because he's confident in the work that he's put in to get him to this point. Yeah, I mean, I think it's impressive that you know he keeps that same confidence and that same aggression. Um, you know, I think I think shot selection is definitely something that we could definitely, um, I would say, tune up a little bit. But coming from a guy who. I probably took a few bad shots while I was at UNC as well. Um, you know, I can't judge him too much on that. Uh, but I think kind of watching watching a guy kind of struggle as far as shooting goes throughout a game, and then all of a sudden when the moment's, you know, it, it's time to win a game, and he steps right into the next shot like he shot, like he had made the last five, um, I think is very impressive to me. You know, mentally that shows that he's very – you know, I would say mature, very uh, – I think he, he he definitely bets on himself, I guess I would say. Um, and so seeing him be able to step in to a few of those shots, man, and knock them down when it was time to really win the game, um, you know, I think he ended up finished with 21. And I think it, at one point, I think it was like 
four or five minutes left in the game. I, I think he was like two for 13 um, overall. Um, and then for him to finish with 21 and hit some really huge shots down the stretch, it was impressive. Um, I got to give him all the credit in the world because it was definitely impressive to see him, you know, play with that same confidence. So, you know, I think game – the game of basketball is, is all about the law of averages, right? Like you, you're going to have a terrible game. You're going to end up having a great game. It's all going to even its way out. Um, and so I think that's the perfect example of seeing how, you know, he was struggling and then just stayed with it and ended up turning out all right for them. Yeah. This, the statement, I guess this team is going to go as far as Caleb Love takes them. It's, it's scary for Carolina fans because they see the roller coaster that is Caleb Love, but you know, there there is a, a scenario where he does get hot for a couple of games and this team can be one that makes a run in the ACC tournament or makes a run the first the first weekend in, in the NCAA tournament, even though if they're coming in as a, a 10 or 11, somebody like Caleb Love is not somebody uh, a two or a three seed really wants to see in the first round in a first round type matchup. But we're going to talk about the Duke game next. But first, let's take a break to let the national guys get their ads in so we could keep paying the bills around here. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the name your price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. All right, we're back. At one point, Justin, this season, Carolina was 3-3 three and three on the road, but UNC has now won four straight on the road heading into this matchup at Cameron Indoor. How much confidence do you think that gives UNC for this game versus Duke? It should give them a little bit. To be honest, I don't even know if they're really thinking about their past road games going into this game. I mean, I think going into Cameron Indoor Stadium is totally different than any other road road game that you will have all season. And so, you know, I hope that they're hyped, man. I hope they're excited. You know, you obviously have all the publicity as far as, you know, who all is going to be at the game, how much the tickets are, all that kind of stuff. Um, and so I hope that they take the same exact, you know, mindset going on the road as they did against NC State and Virginia Tech. Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm hoping that they're able to take that going into a very hostile environment and in a game that's going to be very – I guess, emotional, um, very hyped. Um, and hopefully they can, you know, they can knock them off. Obviously all the respect to coach K I know most fans and stuff wouldn't, you know, wouldn't appreciate it, but you know, coach K has been one of the best of all time. So all respect to him going into his last game at Cameron indoor. Um, 
but hopefully the guys can go in there and knock them off. You mentioned the the hype that kind of comes around playing in Cameron Indoor, where just the past couple of years, the Duke UNC game, you've had Obama, two chains, uh, Spike Lee, Peyton Manning, Tony Romo. What is that like playing in college? Like you're going to class on Friday and then on Saturday you have this star studded cast coming to see, or is that even something that you're aware of in the moment? To be honest, I never really knew unless it was at our place, you know, I never really knew going to away games who was there. Um, you know, I think while I was there, they, they had a few guys come back when we went to Cameron Indoor, but I never really, I never really knew it until afterwards when you would see it like on social media and that kind of stuff. Um, so for me, I never really paid attention to it. And I really never was able to pay attention to the stands much anyways while I was playing. You know, I then when I got on the court, like that was all that really like my focus was on. Um, but I mean, it's, it's hard, too, because especially this game, it's it's public. Basically, everything's publicized. I mean, they have a freaking number of former Duke players that, that are going to be in, in attendance. You know, they've got the price of tickets, you know, already all out there on, on TV and things like that. So, you know, hopefully they can keep their mindset on kind of what's important. Um, and that's just going in there and trying to get a win. So we'll see what they can do. So you're saying as a, a lifelong diehard Dallas Cowboy fan, you never went up to Tony Romo and Jason Garrett and been like, you guys are cheering for the wrong team. <laughs> Man, to be honest, I, I met Jason Garrett one time. Um, I don't think I don't think Duke or UNC ever came up in the conversation, but um, no, I just you know what I'll pay my respects to those to those guys instead of get on them for uh, you know a, a lapse in judgment. You know what I mean? Speaking of Cameron Indoor, the the Cameron Crazies are what kind of really makes that gym. They've been camping out now for probably months for just this game and just the opportunity to see UNC Duke. Do you have any memorable moments with them? Because they're they're known for the cheer sheets. You mentioned NC State fans, they're crossing lines. But do you have any good moments with the Cameron Crazies or anything that kind of sticks out? I, I don't ever really remember the Cameron Crazies saying anything crazy in particular to me. I remember NC State fans saying some wild stuff, some stuff that should not be said to another human. But um, – but the only thing, you know, and I got to give them credit too, man, like the energy that they bring each and every game is, is there's really no, nothing that matches it except for, you know, the UNC, you know, the UNC student sections. I think for me, only thing I would want to see is, you know, just a little bit more of the students kind of down there by the court. You know, I think that would, I think that would cause some, you know, they would be in, in talks, um, you know, in comparison with the camera crazies, if we just had a few more student sections down there by the court. But I think with with the camera crazies, man, it's just you have to know going in that if something bad go if something bad happens, you're gonna hear it from them, right? You're, they're they're gonna go crazy, um, and they're you gonna have throw it. up an air ball. You cannot throw up an air ball. You throw up an air ball, it's gonna take at least two or three minutes for them to, you know say air ball every time you touch the ball. Um, but, you know, I, I have a picture from, I guess it would be probably my freshman year. Uh, I was taking it out on the sideline next to them. 
Um, and that's a wild experience, like with them, like basically almost touching you um, and all that kind of stuff. It's pretty crazy, but it just adds to the whole rivalry, man. You know, it's, it's the rivalry goes so much deeper than, you know, Coach K versus, you know, it was Coach Williams at the time or UNC versus Duke. Like there's so many different things that go into this rivalry that makes it, you know, in my opinion, the best rivalry of all time. So, you know, I think it's going to be a fun game to watch. We mentioned that this team might be feeling confident going into the Duke game, winners of 10 of their last 12. However, I'm not sure too many fans out there are feeling that confident. The spread is already over 12 points. We saw how the first matchup went down with how bad a matchup Duke's players kind of presented for this Carolina team. So looking at it, I want you to look at it glass half full. What can change in this game to give UNC a chance? Yeah, I mean, they're playing better. (laughs) UNC's playing better than they did however long ago it was when they played against Duke. Um, They are playing harder, right? They're they're executing a little bit better. Um, And the crazy thing about basketball, man, it takes one game. That's all it takes. It takes one game for a Caleb Love to get hot or uh, Benchero to go cold, or, you know, Armando to be able to get 10 offensive rebounds, right? It takes one game. That's all it is. Um, So I think that's the great thing about basketball. I think as far as fans going into this game, you got to look at how much better they're playing, UNC is playing since that game, right? I mean, like we said, it's been a roller coaster of a season, but these last four or five games, they've really played well. They've put together some good wins. And so, you know, going in against a team like this, obviously, like I said, it's going to be an emotional night. Um, You know, they're probably going to be pretty hyped because they want to have Coach K, you know, ended on a good note. Um, So they just got to go out there and match match that intensity. So I don't know. I'm always a a half uh, glass, half full type guy anyways. So I, I think they, they got just as good a chance as anybody to go in there and get a win. So hopefully they go in there with that mindset. I'm smiling and laughing kind of because you, you said it only takes one game and you kind of listed a bunch of different scenarios. Bonchero's cold. Caleb Love goes hot. One of the craziest things from this series was the uh, the Zion shoe game where he just blows out his shoe the first. <laughs> right. Or or somebody's shoe could just blow it, out. Yeah, if Bonchero's shoe game. blows out and has to miss the rest of the game, then it's like, you know, Carolina, the odds start shifting in Carolina's favor. But we, we've talked about it. This is the Coach K farewell tour. We've seen it every other second on ESPN, them talking about K going out this year, Carolina, the last game in Cameron Indoor. If you're Carolina, how do you avoid not getting caught up in in the pageantry that is going to come with Kay's last game in Cameron Indoor? Yeah, I mean, it's 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 tough because, like you said, it's literally everywhere you go. You know, it's on TV every five seconds. It's probably on social media everywhere. Um, but you got to just try to look at it as another game. That's the only way that you can try to keep it. Um, you know, kind of the same as, as any other game you're going into. I think for them, you know, for me now, especially at the time I didn't, but now, especially like getting off of social media during this time is probably best, um, you know, stay, or at least staying off of it as much as possible. Uh, Focusing on the current moment instead of, um, 
everything else, all the extras. I think those are probably the best ways to try to, you know, go into the game and just be able to play the basketball game, right? Like not play the extra stuff that's going on or all that kind of stuff, but just go in there and just hoop um, like they've been doing the last four games. So hopefully they can keep that mindset. Um, it, it's tough, man, because like you said, it's, I mean, it's an all-time great coach playing his last home game, right? And, and so there's there's going to be people there. There's going to be cameras there. There's going to be fans going crazy, all this kind of stuff. And, you know, you, you, you try to say, let's just go in there and play the game, but it is tough. So hopefully the guys can have a mature outlook about it um, and just go out there and try to beat, beat Duke. We'll see how Carolina does. There's, there's still a reason why you play the game and, you know, really, really anything can happen when these two teams meet, but that's all we have for this week. Carolina at Duke, of course, 6 p.m. on Saturday, ESPN. And then later on in the week, Carolina will head to Brooklyn for the ACC tournament. But, Justin, that's all we have. Always appreciate it. And uh, hope you're doing well, man. Appreciate you, man. Always. The wait is over. The Shy returns with new episodes on Paramount+. Plus. What brings you to the Shy? Opportunity. A new rain is coming to the South Side. Never should have sent a boy to do a woman's job. The Shy. New episodes now streaming. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash The Shy to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with the Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. The subscription auto renews. Restrictions apply.